0: I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with His generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 48 on page 399. GREAT IS THE LORD AND HIGHLY TO BE PRAISED, IN THE CITY OF OUR GOD, EVEN UPON HIS HOLY HILL.
1: THE HILL OF Sion IS A FAIR PLACE, AND THE JOY OF THE WHOLE EARTH. UPON THE NORTH SIDE LIETH THE CITY OF THE GREAT KING. GOD IS WELL KNOWN IN HER PALACES AS A SURE REFUGE. FOR
0: LO, THE KINGS OF THE EARTH WERE GATHERED AND GONE BY TOGETHER.
1: THEY MARVELED TO SEE SUCH THINGS. They were astonished and suddenly cast down.
0: Fear came there upon them in sorrow, as upon a woman in her travail.
1: Thou dost break the ships of the sea through the east wind.
0: Like as we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts in the city of our God. God upholdeth the same forever.
1: We wait for thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple.
0: O God, according to thy name, so is thy praise unto the world's end. Thy right hand is full of righteousness.
1: Let the Mount Sion rejoice, and the daughters of Judah be glad, because of thy judgments.
0: Walk about Sion, and go round about her, and tell the towers thereof.
1: Mark well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell them that come after
0: for this God is our God forever and ever. He shall be our guide unto death.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the second chapter of Second Kings and it came to pass when the lord was about to take up elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that elijah went with elisha from gilgal then Elijah said to elisha stay here please for the lord has sent me on to bethel but elisha said as the lord lives and as your soul lives i will not leave you so they went down to bethel now the sons of the prophets who were at bethel came out to elisha and said to him Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into the heaven. And Elisha saw it, and then he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes, and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and struck the water, and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were were from Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him, and they bowed to the ground before him. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the seventh verse of the ninth chapter of First Corinthians. Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock, Do I say these things as a mere man, or does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. It is oxen God is concerned about, or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, it is a great thing if we reap them, Reap your material things, if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But I have used none of these things, nor have written these things, that it should be done so to me. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward, but if against my will I have been entrusted with a stewardship, what is my reward then? that when I preach the gospel I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more, and to the Jews because as a Jew that I might win Jews to those who are under the law as under the law, that I may win those who are under the law to those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law towards Christ, that I might win those who are without the law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might be all means to some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others I myself should become disqualified. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus
3: on
0: page 14. O God, may we clean our hearts within us,
1: and take not
0: thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee, by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Today
4: is uh, an Ember Day, uh, which again, these are uh, a series of days that occur four times a year. Ember comes from a word that means four times. Uh, and in the week where there are ember days they are wednesday friday and saturday uh the collect we pray for um increase in vocations to holy orders but the ember days even in origin and i think as we experience it should be seen as as days to think about the renewal of of the whole church which means everyone's ministry because in fact um it is the renewal of the whole church each individual member of the body and they're taking seriously their gifts and callings and ministry that leads to an increase in people to being being called to the ministry. The more the faith is alive in an area, the more vocations tend to be developed. And so uh, it's really, I think, days to pray for the renewal of the church and to think about each of our individual ministries, lay or clergy and, and what we're called to do and the ways we're called to do it. It's interesting this week we had with Elijah and Elisha the the bookends of their uh, of their joint ministries we had on St Matthew's day the account where Elijah uh, called Elisha to follow him follow me and he went home and killed a couple oxen and burnt his plow his plow and and, and followed Elijah and now we have today the end where Eli- Elijah uh, is going to go away and is taking over takes up his mantle and this reminds us that the call to follow Jesus, the call to become disciples when we begin to become learners, uh, is supposed to end up with us becoming mature, fully functioning people. Even Jesus, in calling the uh, disciples and apostles to follow him, did so because he was going to go eventually. And so you have a kind of uh, type here in Elijah and Elisha of Christ and his ministry with his resurrection and ascension and sending of the spirit, he's leaving behind people to take over. So as we begin to follow uh, Jesus with our gifts, the goal of our following is to grow up into mature adults who can take over things and be responsible for things to whom God can entrust significant work and not remaining little children who always always have to depend on, on someone else. This is an era of clericalism, why, which is why we we want to think of the embryo. as not just we need more clergy. Uh, we need a, a strong body of Christ. We don't want to think of of clergy as the people who. Um, you know, remember my good friend Bishop King used to joke that Episcopalians, um viewed the 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 priest as the one they paid to be a Christian for them, and we don't want that kind of uh, that kind of spirituality perpetuated. Um, in the New Testament lesson of Saint Paul highlights a principle of ministry that he practiced that we all need to kind of integrate into our way of looking at ministry. And the basic thing that is extended conversation is this, that St. Paul is an apostle. He had the right to collect money from the Corinthians for his work, Um, uh, but he didn't use the right because he determined that it was best in the particular ministry in Corinth that he not do that. Now, St. Paul did collect money from other churches. St. Paul did absolutely accept money and and so was supported by the churches. Uh, the letter to the Philippians, for example, is in essence a thank you letter for the support they gave to him. So he talks about robbing other churches to do that, but he, did, he had competitors in Corinth, and he he just wanted to offer this. So his point is one of self control. When he gets into you know we all run in a race, is is that we can extend this principle out. We have rights to do things, um, but sometimes it's best in the service of the gospel not to use a right, to let go of a right for the greater good of of somebody else and of the whole body. Now, this principle must be um, balanced because it can only be rightly practiced by someone who has a spiritual health and emotional maturity because sometimes people in their giving always give up their rights, do everything for everybody else because they're never able really to assert themselves. And sometimes the good of the kingdom is not to give up a right, but to assert a right in a place where somebody's being lazy and recalcitrant and demand something. So it's not always a principle that you should always give up your rights for someone else's good. It's, it's the question is what best serves the gospel? And we want to be healthy enough in our life for prayer that we're able to, uh, to, to um, practice genuine self-sacrifice. I have a right to do this, but you know what? I won't do this here because I think this will serve this better, this cause. And that's the self-sacrifice St. Paul is talking about. Running the race in such a way that as we exercise in our gifts in our life and ministry, we determine as we run what best serves our progress from baptism to resurrection, what best serves the progress of the kingdom where I am, and exercising uh, our discretion of what we will do, what we will not do uh, on, on the basis of what serves that end the best.
2: So a few thoughts on today's lessons.
0: We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness, all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind body or estate. and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend.
3: Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddos. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Friday.